Hello and welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Hello. Podcast. My name is Mark, and as I am every week, I'm joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Shout out to the Discord. Yes. Shout out <laughs> to the thing we'll talk about later. I'm also joined by Jackie, who just laughed. Hi. Uh, well, this is a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the 2012 anime by David Production. Except the thing is, is we covered all of it. We covered all of the JoJo anime the live-action TV show, live-action movie, the original video animes. Uh, and we talked about the games a little bit, and you can find all of that on our Anchor page. That is anchor.fm slash jjbpod. So these days, we've been taking suggestions and sponsored anime picks from our Patreon. So we are going to be talking about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid this week. Is it Miss or Misses? It shouldn't be Misses. But sometimes miss. it's Miss. Ms. Maybe. Ms. I don't know. <laughs> okay. This was written in the well, 70s by do, Gloria Steinem. Do the, but do the Japanese, like, when you... Is there an honorific for, like, married woman versus unmarried woman? I don't believe so. Okay. Then it's probably Ms. Right? Because that's what, that's what that is. You mean Miss? No, Ms. Or no. Is it Miss? Ms. I think was second wave feminism to be like it's you don't MS. need to know it's ms ms is ms yeah and then there's miss which, right which, which i don't think has an abbreviation no that's like you're an unmarried woman is miss correct yeah i didn't know about that distinction i believe so yeah miss is an unmarried woman mrs is a married woman and ms was invented in like the 70s by feminists because we were like it's none of your fucking business if i'm married or not and what does that matter men just have mr you know, it's true. Um, well, I have Esquire at the end of my name. <laughs> okay, uh, but 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 I it's you asked the question, so I'm true. saying it's Ms. Because if in Japanese they don't have a distinction between married or unmarried, then it would be the translation should use the one that is the one that's without the distinction. I guess so. If it's commonly used, I thought it was just a thing that like for nerds who care about. No, I thought that that's what I don't people nobody uses miss and misses anymore. Really, they use misses. People use misses if they're like writing a like fancy letter, a fancy invitation or something. Mister and Mrs. So and so. Well, I you know? find that when I okay, so like I worked in customer service, right? Yeah, and you have to get people's attention, and if you didn't know the person's name, you can't be like Ms. No one does that. That feels really weird. So you just say Miss. I just say Miss for everyone. I think mm, that's true. Me too. I, but I think I, in my head, I pronounce Miss as, but like I pronounce Ms. as Miss, you know, like all my mm-hmm. teachers were always MS so-and-so, right? Yes. It was never but Mrs. I realize we're, we're way too far down the, <laughs> the rabbit hole. Like I, we, we shouldn't have all of our listeners realize that we're such like minutia obsessed nerds right off the bat. So let's finish up the, uh, you know, the words, housekeeping and then we'll. Words matter sometimes. Sometimes, but. I, everyone already shut off the podcast by this point. <laughs> we'll get back into it. Don't worry. Uh, before, Someone out there is interested. Before we talk about all of the important distinctions between, I'm sorry, all of the distinctions among all of the honorifics for women in English, we're why are, going. Why are there so many? Men just get one. <sighs> I'm Herr Doctor Mark, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. We're going to take a stop in our. We're going to take a ride on our discussion dragon. And by that, I mean, we're going to read emails sent to our Gmail inbox. 
which you can do by writing to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. This first email. Oh, we're reading them. Oh, yeah, we read them out loud. We don't just read them ourselves. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading silently. (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to just read, like, take a moment to read all the emails, and then we'll discuss them after a few moments of silence. Mm -hmm. And then we can find out who of you actually did the work and read it. I'll put you on the spot and say, what did you think, huh? Can I? You just, you can't wing it. Can I just give you guys a very quick pop quiz? Sure. Uh, The game uh miss pac-man yeah what honorific is used it's ms it's ms right i think it's ms okay miles you think it's mrs yes mark is correct it's ms it's none of your goddamn business if she's married you would think that she would be mrs pac-man yeah i don't think she's she's just like a female pac-man yeah which they had to point out because you already know about Pac-Man, you know? She could technically go by Pac-Man. Okay. It's confusing. Right. But she's a Pac-Woman. Right. That's too cumbersome. <laughs> Did you guys know that it used to say uh, Puck-Man as the title, but too many people would look at it and go, looks like Fuck-Man. <laughs> the P looked like an F, and so they changed it to Pac-Man. That's great. That's true, by the way. I'm not making that up. Cool. Wow. So anyways, uh, Ms. Pac-Man, uh, feminist Ms. icon. Ms. Puck-Woman. <laughs> this email is from Pamela, and the subject line is longer than I thought Gmail could accept. It is, isn't it funny how hard it is to pick a favorite JoJo, but easy it is to pick Jonathan as your least favorite JoJo. Maybe it's because he let his pet get turned into a hot dog, and not in a good way. Hey, JJB Pod. So happy someone else found live-action Rohan hot. Uh, she's referring to Chikas finding uh, Rohan attractive in our last episode about uh, Rohan's the episode called DNA. Uh, I still don't, uh, Pamela continues, I still won't watch the show because I know it will make me angry. Maybe if he had the outfit from the confessional, I would think about it. It was awesome to hear Chikas back on the pod again. On the topic about the actor being older uh, than the character in the anime and manga. uh, Question, how well do you think Araki ages his characters? In my opinion, Joseph didn't change much between parts two and three, but I think that more has to do with him being stubborn and having anger issues. Just outbursts of anger and violence in the streets of New York Egypt, Italy, and Japan. A true king. Hmm. I think the best and most realistic example to me is Jotaro. I feel like a hot-headed teen with communication issues eventually grows up to love the little fishies is awesome. I think it reflects how people tend to outgrow quote-unquote cool stuff. What do you think? Another question. What ways do you think you have changed as you have become an adult? Side note, here's a picture of my roommate's cat looking like a demon. P.S. I hope the horniest holiday was or is awesome for you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay. Yeah, it is Valentine's Yay. Day. Currently, as we record this. Right. Right now. And yeah, this is a... It, it, look, the cat looks evil, but I, I'm sure it's a very adorable, kind of Siamese looking cat. Mm. But it is shooting death lasers at the camera. <laughs> um, You can't look too long. I think Araki ages his characters pretty well. I don't think Joseph is really the same in part three. No, I don't think he is. He's, He's really goofy in part two. Yeah, he's a he's a very like energetic young man pervert, and as an adult, he is still a little bit like imma- he makes a little bit of the immature jer- jokes, but not as much as he did when he was a kid. You know? Yeah, is he still horny? Not really. He doesn't comment it on he, it as he much. He keeps it. To, I think he is just as horny, but he keeps it to himself. That's well. That's which all is you can what really a, which is what people. adults do. That's what yeah. adults do. <laughs> 
Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, he still has some outbursts of anger, but uh, yeah, some of that never goes away, really. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's transferred it to uh, anger, maybe because he's not as used to things being so crazy in his adult life. So he's like, God damn it, everyone calm down. Stop making a scene. Mm-hmm. Abdul, it looks like we're sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> We've got to cool it. Um, and yeah, but it, I, I I do think that Jotaro is the best one. Yeah, it's good and it's very refreshing to see uh, Jotaro seeming like, like he kind of sheds all the stuff that was annoying about him. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I, I, I like that about him. I, I personally like seeing Joseph grow the most because we, we see him in all these different ages, but I understand. I like Jotaro better in part, the, the second part that we see him in. Part four. Part four. What do you think, Miles? Hi. Agree. Damn it. So uninteresting. Um, <laughs> Is there anyone else we see? Polnareff. We see Polnareff. But he just has like very important like mission stuff to say. He does. We don't really get to like talk to him, see him talk about his love life or anything. He seems kind of random. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Lol random. In part five? Yeah. I, uh, he, he dresses. He makes statements with his like dress. He has like a heart-shaped eye patch and stuff, but... I just mean like him being there is random and I I feel like his, mm. his future personality is also kind of random. Like it's like... It doesn't seem like it really matches who he used to be enough for me to believe it. I don't know. No, he I like also it. is less horny. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he keeps it to himself too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like to think of... Uh, you know, that he was like a horny youngster, um, but now he sort of has like a mission because he's like one of the only surviving people from the mm-hmm. the Egypt bros. Mm-hmm. So he cares about stand arrows and stuff. Um, Yeah. Anyway, thanks for writing. Uh, uh, well, there's a follow up, right? The In what ways do you think you have changed as you have become an adult? Uh. I'm less maybe I'm less outwardly horny. I don't know. I was never <laughs> screaming it from the rooftops. I think uh, I'm more outwardly horny. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I don't know. I, I, we're, I we're less outwardly horny. I we were probably, teen boys. Yeah, but I wasn't like going up to strangers or like during first impressions being like, Hi, I'm horny. Yeah, but you were talking about it constantly. Is that just true? Just as all of us were. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um Maybe. I know how to pretend that I'm comfortable and interested in a conversation that I'm really mm. not either of those things. I think that's mm. from working. Because I found that if I like furrow my brow mm-hmm. and just nod, I thought to myself when I would do that to people that I, that they'd be like, oh, this guy is so obviously trying too hard and faking yeah. it. But no, people just buy it. Mm-hmm. If you were just like, uh-huh, wow, yeah, that's, wow, that's totally not racist at all. Super hmm. cool, interesting. So, I've we can grown actually up that way. talk about each other because uh, we've we all knew each other as as children. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Miles, I don't, I don't really know. You're a dad. That seems different. It is different. I used, to, I feel like I changed a lot. I used to be when yeah. you guys knew me in high, when like you first met me in high school. I was really shy. I was like mm-hmm. unsure of myself. Uh, I was kind of angsty, though I, I don't think, I don't know if I showed that as much, but I was definitely angsty. All of I, us were. I yeah. did not want to be there. I wanted to be back in my hometown, and I hated that my parents moved us to that high school where we all met. Sorry. 
<laughs> um, Worst thing that ever happened to you. Yeah. Now I'm definitely more confident and more like uh, talkative. And I stop. I care less about what other people think, though I do still care and it does still get to me. But I care a lot less. So I'm like able to actually talk to people because <laughs> i used to be so shy yeah kind of weird and i agree with that jackie that i was really shy <laughs> yes yeah how about you miles for me yeah um you might be more confident too miles i feel like i was really cocky mm-hmm. in high school but i think it was like it seemed like it were you actually cocky or was it like a a front it was like, it was something I sort of learned from our friend Charles to just like big myself up and that would make me feel better. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's good to fake it yeah. till you make it. Yeah. And I think that's what I was doing. And now though, I probably just don't care as much what mm-hmm. anyone yeah. thinks of me. I, I'm not quite there yet. Like I said, I'm better at like faking things, which sometimes you need to do. Uh, but... I've also found that if I overthink things, then it just gets awkward again. And so there are parts of me where I'm like, well, I can't change that. And that's just going to be weird to people. But I just, that's okay. There's a lot of things that I'm going to hide about what's actually being thought in my brain. I'm going to pretend that that's not happening. But then other times I'm just, I can't give you an example. I can't think of one right now. But there are times when people will laugh and be like, why did he say that? And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Well, whatever. That's who I am. I think you're a less spiky person than you used to be spiky yeah i think like if you got if you caught mark on the wrong day like you could be like see you could seem pretty pissed off oh that's funny i'm glad i'm glad to know that's not quite the case anymore perhaps this is jackie's influence or did you did you mean after college or you meant in high school in high school oh yeah you seemed kind of like Sad and angry. Correct. In yeah. high school. <laughs> and you're less that now. Uh, less, but not zero. So basically, we were all like angsty and like unsure of ourselves in different ways. And we grew to be better at that. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we're better. No, we are. All right. Let's not. Let's stop it. Stop asking us about ourselves. This has been high school pod. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. I'll read the next email. Okay. The next email is from Katie. Katie Subject line is Hype for Dragon Maid. Hi, JDB Pod crew. My name is Katie, and greetings from the Southern Adirondacks. I don't know where that is. It's It's in New York, but I don't know where exactly. It's like midway up the state. Okay. Oh, what's a town? I don't know. I'll look this up. I think Schenectady is up there, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I started listening in the fall and love the show so far. Ah, thank you. Thank Can't you. Can't wait for part six. And thanks for the inspiration to watch Hina Matsuri. Hype for Dragon Maid this week as well. Katie Cat. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up and there are slices of dragon tail on my breakfast plate. P.P.S. Discord crew are some cool folks. Been nice meeting everyone. Yay. Shout out to the Discord. Yeah. <laughs> the, some fans started a Discord. It's not official, but they're cool. We, we pop in there sometimes and say hi. I don't know an easy way to, to give you the Discord URL, but it's probably searchable with JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. It's super secret and unofficial, but if you're a smart sleuth, 
you'll find it. Just follow us on Twitter. On our, in our comments. We're <laughs> at, at, at JJB Pod. And I solemnly promise to be in there every single day. You haven't done that, right? You haven't. <laughs> okay, going forward, I solemnly promise. Miles makes this promise promise anytime someone mentions the Discord in an email. <laughs> and he breaks it uh, the, di- the, next, the very next day, always. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, glad you watched Hinomatsuri. Uh, Miles, still recommend you you watch more of that. I will. Okay, I'll read the next email. Oh, and thanks, by the way, Katie Cat. Katie, thanks for thanks for writing in and thanks for liking us. Cool to have a new fan. New fan. Uh, okay, so this next email is from Chad. The subject line is Stone Ocean needs to hurry up so that there can be more female voice actor connections to JoJo. Aloha JJB pod crew. I'm excited that you are all checking out Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid this week. I finally watched it myself just last year and thought it was a cute, magical slice of life romance slash comedy. Not to step on Mark's toes, but I wanted to share some voice actor connections from this week's anime. In your face, Mark. (laughs) Fine with me. I saw this and I was like, cool, I don't have to do it. Yeah. Uh, Connections from this week's anime. Miss Kobayashi's voice doesn't have any JoJo roles, but she was the voice of Sayaka Kanamori, who was the tall, business-savvy member of the film club from Keep Your Hands Off Izoken. She's the voice of the long red-haired Jewel Morganite from Land of the Lustrous. Ah, okay. Uh, Toru? That's how you say her name? Yeah, Toru. Toru, the dragon maid herself, also has no JoJo ties, but was the voice of Cookie Griffin, uh, one of the two young girl characters from Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. Yeah, it was like Cookie and Cracker or something, right? Or Cookie and Cake? (laughs) Yeah. I forget. Uh, Kana, the little girl dragon, still no JoJo ties here, but is the voice of the adorable lead uh, platelet cell from Cells at Work. One more, no JoJo connects for Lukoa, uh, aka the laid-back and curvy uh, Quetzalcoatl, but she was the voice of Kokona, one of the two main characters from Flip Flappers. Uh, Kobayashi's uh, co-worker and semi-secret otaku, Takia, Mm -hmm. is none other than best Italian mom ever, Bruno Bucciolati. Finally, Edgelord Dark Dragon Fafnir is none other than the edgelord starfish lover himself, Jojo Ku- jo- uh, Jotaro Kujo. Uh, I'm writing this on Valentine's Day, so I hope any of those listening are able to enjoy the day with the person they care about the most. And if you're flying solo today, don't feel like you're missing out. Love often comes to us in unexpected ways, like drunkenly saving an injured dragon in the woods. Just be sure to be true to who you are. Make sure you are doing your best for doing your best for you and that someone or someone's no judgment it's 2021 will find their way to you mahalo chad p.s the discord is steadily filling up with more listeners and now all three hosts have made the possibly grave error of joining too aaron has done a great job creating the community's worth of channels ranging from show talk to video game chat and more there's even a game deal bot feed game deal bot feed Thanks, Chad, for promoting the Discord. <laughs> yeah, that is a secret and is not official. 
It's like they have to they have to write in and promote it because we're not going to add it as part of our no. like and join our Patreon and listen to us on Anchor and email us at you know whatever whatever. So there you go. There you go. Grassroots movement to get more people onto Dane the Discord. Deal bot feed. Dane deal <laughs> bot feed. Okay, again, those were emails sent to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Chad, you're truly the dad of this pod. That was, that was really heartfelt advice. I liked it. Yeah. Also, I I I can't believe that's Bruno's voice. I feel like that's a voice that I would catch. Yeah, I didn't catch any of the voices. There were a few times when he dropped down into the kind of soft-spoken, almost Miles-esque level of speaking. <laughs> but for the most part, yeah, he just sounded like a regular. So I didn't, I didn't catch that either. I was trying to figure out who Miss Kobayashi was, because I feel like that voice actor does a lot of boys. Like, even though it's a lady, she has, like, sort of a deep voice. Mm. And so I was sitting there like, what boy does she sound like? And I, I couldn't find it. Um, but I did catch her from Azokan. I remember looking her up then. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I don't know if she's always done that sort of husky feminine voice. Um, but, uh, I agree yeah. with Chad, uh, about whatever he said with Valentine's Day. <laughs> you, you just remember that you agree. Listeners, you'll find love if you don't have it already and if you do then hold your lover tight and i hope you have a wonderful day and a better year yeah well, i hope we all have a better year well but but specifically i hope for our listeners i don't care about people who don't listen to the podcast <laughs> damn that's right you well, can go to hell if you don't listen to this podcast damn uh listen if you want to join our obviously very insular and hostile community <laughs> no. uh one option you have is to support us on patreon listeners like you make it possible for us to do this messy show every week and you can go to patreon.com slash jjb pod um support starts at just a dollar yes yes it does help um and it gets you access to our patreon feed which includes uh my extra notes and thoughts about the show uh miles's um log of pop culture references that we make on the show so if you're like i don't know what song that is they're singing uh miles has got you um hopefully hopefully yeah you, you got it um <laughs> and if you step up to the three dollar tier then you will get a vocal heartfelt thanks from yours truly like this thank you katie hunter bloof mickey nocturnal aura Caden, Nick, Celeste, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Martin, Michael, and Chad. Thank you. We greatly, Thanks. deeply, truly, madly, deeply appreciate your support. And we love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And we have a $15 tier that just one time, you don't have to keep giving $15. One time. Uh, yeah, I really walked in with that time. I said it exactly like the Fugees. Wait, was it the hmm. Fugees? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can sponsor us uh, for one month and we will watch an anime of your choosing. And that is why we are watching or why we did watch and are going to talk about Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid uh, today, right now, soon. Uh, and we have a bunch more good stuff on deck coming up uh, in March and and this month, February. So look for that. And if you're like, God damn it, why haven't they seen blank show? Or... If it's a really good anime movie, it's got to be good. Again, patreon.com slash jjbpod is the place. And jjbpod is also us on Twitter and Twitch and 
pretty much everything. Yeah. Find us. Yeah. Find us. So, Miss, unfortunately, it is stylized, uh, at least officially, Jackie, as Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Boo. Uh, or Kobayashi-san Chi no Maid Doragon. Mm-hmm. No. Sanchi? What the fuck is that? Kobayashi-san Chi no Maid Doragon. So, it kind of combines maid and dragon. Uh, is a 2017 anime that uh, was produced by Kyoto Animation or KyoAni. They did uh, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya mm. and Lucky Star, Clanad, a uh, bunch of big famous shows. Uh, and this is based on a manga that started in 2013 by, get ready for this, Cool Kyoshinja. Cool? Cool. Cool Kyoshinja, all as one word. I translated Kyoshinja to mean uh, believers. Okay. So. Cool believers. This person who I found online with masculine pronouns is apparently named Cool Believers. Or Cool Believer, I guess. I, I don't have to say plural. Japan doesn't do that. Um, and uh, this has been a very popular comic and show. There have been two or three spinoff comics. Um, and although this show finished up its first season uh, in April of 2017, there is a second season, uh, which is going to be Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S coming out this summer in 2021. Um, okay. So there. Um, yeah. So this show uh, is something that has been brought up by a few different people, especially when we were asking about like, what are some more like adult oriented slice of life, like deals with, quote-unquote seinen kind of issues like working um and it's interesting because this show is like in a way it, it is more mature you know she is an office lady she does some kind of programming yeah um yeah by the way she was writing python code and i was like oh look at that yes jackie made me pause it i predicted this would happen uh so i was ready and i did pause. but i was i was like is that I don't really write Python, but I was like, that looks, and then I was like, that's probably Python because it doesn't, it start the, the like function starts, but it doesn't have an end and it looks like indentation matters. And I'm like, that must be Python. Sure. Listeners might care, might want to know what Python looks like. Python. They, they just, might. I'm just saying, sure. Cause I can't, I can neither confirm nor deny your uh, suppositions. Well, the Python programming language is, uh, Useful? One one of its well yeah, <laughs> but one of its like characteristics is that uh, uh, white space matters when you write it. That's fucked up. <laughs> so you have to have like indentation, like you have to indent properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. But I wish there was more of that because there, there's like such little like into her job, and I was like, I I want less of the dragons and more of just whatever boring work shit she's doing. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it both because what I was going to say, but Miles, you had something. I was going to say you. You may be one of the only people, Jackie. <laughs> um, I, I I do like both because what I was going to say is yes, there is that mature stuff to it, but then there is the more silly, cartoony, manga y immature stuff, which is uh, all of the boobs. <laughs> I like how the boobs make a like the boob noise is great. They make a boing boing. They make yeah. Which boobs don't make boobs. noise. 
They don't. We don't. We, they could. We just need like a really good microphone. Imagine like an all girls school and you just hear like doing, doing, doing. <laughs> well, in certain, certain classes, certain. Um, no, is, this, this girl just like stands up and her boobs are like. <laughs> in Japan, they, they, a slang term for big boobs is boing, boing. <laughs> okay. That's not is, a joke. Okay. So is this an anime thing or a Japan thing? Like if you watch Japanese live action TV, do they just zoom in on tits? I don't think so. I think that's something they're allowed to get away with in anime. Mm-hmm. Um, we've only seen officially one Japanese drama, which was the Rohan show. Unfortunately, there was not a lot of or whatever that yeah, sound was. Th- they didn't do that in Sailor Moon live action either. <laughs> they didn't do it in Tokyo Girl, I'm assuming. Oh, no, they did not do it in yeah. Tokyo Girl. Tokyo Girl is a great Japanese, hilarious romantic comedy drama. Mm-hmm. I recommend it um, for all the single ladies out there on Valentine's Day. Watch Tokyo Girl. Uh uh oh. <laughs> Miles and I both started flipping our hand back and forth. You get it. You get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is part like it's similar to Hinamatsuri in a way because it is like an adult who is single and just trying to get through life, but also trying to hide the these people from a fantastic other plane who don't know how to behave yeah. in the human realm and are kind of childlike. Um, and so they're kind of like the adult in the center of the series is forced to kind of take on a bit of a parenting role, um, while taking care of themselves. So yeah, this, by the way, um, I forgot to mention that cool Kyoshinja ridiculous name also did. I can't understand what my husband is saying. Oh, that one's funny. Oh, our favorite little in-between show. Yes. We never actually covered it on the pod. Dinner. <laughs> old old <laughs> listeners know that, uh, yeah, we would, when we recorded in person before, um, before the virus, before uh, the real life turned into, uh, take your pick, uh, Tom Clancy's The uh, Division, Death Stranding, uh, a number of virus, 12 monkeys, uh, we would record in person and Miles would come over and we would all eat Thai food. And uh, so that we would have something to do before stopping eating and being able to take notes on Jojo, we would put on, I can't understand what my husband is saying because it is a short, uh, silly show that we don't understand. <laughs> and a lot of like, it seemed like it had a lot of like very specific otaku references. And that, it moved really fast. Yeah. Um, and so you can see some of that influence here, but it's not quite the same. There is a it's lot of so references. inside baseball. It's not, but there are a lot of references here and there are some otaku uh, commentaries and jokes in here, but it's not at a clip that, that I find as alienating as can't understand my husband. <laughs> I I have a question about the whole maid thing. Yeah. Is this like a fetish? Am I supposed to feel horny about people who clean houses? <laughs> well, the French maid thing, I think that's even a thing in, in yeah. Western culture. You know, the black but and white. Were, but they were like classifying them into like, I don't know. It's Japan. They, anything that they. Maids are definitely a thing in Japan more than they are here. Right. But that's. Any, like maids are a thing in porn, but you don't see like, right? They're a thing in that's porn. That's a good point. They are. They're a thing in porn, but you don't see like, it, it, like in Japan, you have maid cafes where people dress like maids and serve you coffee and stuff. Yeah. And maids, um. It's Japan, so they're going to do it where they take, like, they're going to classify it in a number of different ways. They're going to break it down, and then they're going to be like, this is best, this is maximum, (laughs) and it is not proper to do it this other way. Like, this sort of discussion where they're like, you're mixing, like, sexualized French maid 
with whatever whatever like yeah in a way i do like that right it's a very nerdy thing they're kind uh-huh. of being otaku in that way but it reminds me of the famous shinoya beef bowl copy pasta have i talked about this before no famous copy pasta from two chan uh which is a huge anonymous message board uh in japan and there was this thing people would paste all the time that was just some guy i assume ranting about how shinoya beef bowl is supposed to be this like hostile place for people to go and they should order their food like this and if you ask for double meat like you're a fucking idiot like that's not how you do it um and it's supposed to be a dog eat dog environment in there um it's just that that same mentality of being like that's not how you do it this is how you do it Mm. uh over something that does not really matter but uh they are kind of pointing out like it looks like cosplay the way you're wearing that maid outfit and they Mm -hmm. briefly jab at like weeaboo's when he's mm-hmm. like, it's like those foreign people that like anime and stuff. Yeah, and they come and they dress like samurai or whatever. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> um, and they mentioned that, yeah, she's mixing Lolita, uh, which, Miles, I don't know if you know, but that's also a thing in Japan, sort of gothic Lolita fashion, which is, yes, there is some overlap. It's like fancy frilly dresses and stuff, but it is not necessarily sexualized. Well, there's different types of Lolita. Like, yes. there's, there's like a, I don't know what it's called. There's like a cute Lolita where you're like where you wear these like fancy poofy dresses and stuff, but it's like cute. And there's gothic Lolita where it's like gothic style, where it's like you wear these, these frilly fancy dresses, but they're like black and dark and scary, but yeah, you still, look, you still look cute. scary. Still cute. Yeah. And it's not inherently sexualized. I think there are women that, yeah. that just do it for themselves. Yeah. To look cute. That just like to dress like the references to a young girl. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it is Lolita, named after the Nobokov. That's right. Vladimir mm. Nobokov? Um, Nabokov. Whatever. Chekhov's gun. Something. I remember liking the movie. Das Vidanya. Lolita? Yeah. Which movie? Uh, Kubrick. Oh, Kubrick made I've a Lolita never seen movie. that. Look at that. I liked it. <laughs> Jackie's a real hardcore it, movie watcher. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> it's weird because of the well, story. I think the book, you know? the book is is not endorsing the character, right? I do not know. I've never read the book. The book is, I don't know. Like it, it skates the line. Like oh. you're supposed to feel weird as you. Yeah, it, and you feel weird watching the movie too. I feel weird most of the time. Okay, great. So it's okay. I felt weird reading it on a plane. Mm. For listeners who don't know, Lolita is a story about a young girl she's like 13 or 14 and i forget why the guy is like staying at her it, house he's her tutor oh, okay and he basically is a like a pedophile yeah to have sex with her yeah she's like a babe but she's like a child a child babe yeah so it's wrong and bad not in europe i'm just <laughs> kidding all right <laughs> Don't be mad at us. I was joking. The Europeans there. are writing angry letters like, well, listen, they have, they, we're they not have, all pedophiles over here. They you have guys, some what weird, do you think of us? They got some weird laws. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Or they used to. I don't, maybe things have changed. <laughs> um, moving on. Now that I've started World War III. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess before we go into it, what did you guys think of the show? Because I really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. I liked that they had, I just really, I should have finished the other part is, the dragony part, what I really liked about it is I liked that it was pulling from real life cultural references. Mm. So I was looking all up all the dragons and stuff. But what did you guys think of the show? I liked it. It was a, I liked it. I didn't love it. It was like a nice change of pace. Yeah. This is more what I was looking for a few weeks ago when I was hoping for something 
light and bubbly and slice of lifey. Yeah. I first episode I did not like it. It did take me a while as well, yeah. By the by the third by the end of the third episode I was like okay. Maybe it'll get good. But it it's not as good as Hinamatsuri for me. Like the slice of life stuff isn't as slice of lifey. Yeah, it isn't it isn't <laughs> as funny as that so far, but it, yeah. it it is intriguing me and I'd like to I would like to know more. Okay. I find the main character more relatable than obviously than the hitman in Hinamatsuri. Like yeah. when she accidentally goes to her old apartment, I was like, Oh my god. Yeah. I've definitely done that driving home from like your house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. When when I moved in with Jackie, I drove to my parents' house like twice. I've definitely done that after switching jobs. Like I get a new oh, job no. and I accidentally like and then I'm like like I'm like I I get off at the wrong subway stop and I'm like walking to and then I'm like and then I have to turn around and go like the mm, other way. Okay, I've I've probably done that. But lucky for me, I've done that. I've done that for apartments and I've done that for jobs. But lucky for me, when that used to happen a lot, when I switched jobs, uh, and like my new job was like two blocks away. So if I got off at the wrong subway oh, okay. stop, I could just like walk a couple of blocks and I was like, that was fine. You know, I didn't have to go back into the no subway. One, no one knows. Yeah. yeah. No one. You weren't that late. Yeah, exactly. Um, for years and years, I had a job where I had a like RFID badge. And so I'd have to lean over to scan it in to get mm-hmm. through doors. And I don't know if it would still happen now, but for the next year or so, there'd be some doors I'd go to and I would feel this urge to like swing something around my neck like forward so i could scan it yeah but i didn't need to do that the door didn't have that i wasn't wearing a badge around my neck uh some some habits really really buried themselves in there anyway so the reasons why i didn't like it at first and i'm still i'm still like not sure about it i'm still not sure about it but it could be it could get better like there are things about it i like but what i didn't what i wasn't sure about was um one it seems very like it's a very horny show in the beginning in a way and it like the and the reason why the maid dragon was there like didn't make sense to me at first and then, then you kind of understand why she's there but at first i was like wait so suddenly like you have a unpaid servant living with you uh who is attracted to you sexually. Her boobs make noises. <laughs> uh, but what was also but interesting about that though is that the main character is a woman who doesn't seem to be attracted to women. So, I mean, maybe maybe she comes around, but <laughs> yeah, she seems to she or at least like she isn't into her. She's not. She doesn't seem to be gay. Like because she because she when when the dragon. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I love you se- in a in a sexual way. Um, uh, Kobayashi is like, oh, but I'm a woman, you know. Um, so I well, thought that seems, was interesting. It, yeah, I think it was like, I don't know if it was a weird translation or what, but she says, "I love you," and then she says, "sexually," but then she says, "You saved me, so I want to pay it back to you with my entire body." So it sounded like she was saying, "I want to love you mm-hmm. with my entire body." But yeah, that's the thing is this show is another dose of that thing we talked about from uh, two weeks ago when we watched Madoka, where it's like, all right, so what do you think lesbians are anime? Mm-hmm. Like, because it seems like you think it's, and I, I actually talked with someone and read an article about 
LGBTQ in Japan. And it, it, I, it turns out that, yeah, it's this kind of thing where like they inherently don't see anything wrong with lesbianism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think historically that was a thing. And so they kind of see it as like, oh, it's fine for girls to do that. In fact, like some of them kind of learn relationships and uh, maybe kissing. I don't know, really. But they mm-hmm. learn like some basics of stuff. But then it's like to be a functional member of society, then you have to start a family. So you're going to go find a man mm-hmm. and get married and stuff. And so then it is stigmatized if you're like an adult and you're leading like lesbian relationships and stuff. And so it does feel like sometimes these animes do that as like fan service or for comedy to have these like women attracted to women. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if anybody actually means it because I don't know. So yeah, that was a little frustrating. And um, my reading of Kobayashi is that she is gay. Why? But not necessarily attracted to these dragon bimbos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. One of them is a child. Well, bimbo in training. Um, <laughs> Jackie does not react. Miles, Miles does, but Jackie's just like, go on. Um, no, I'm still thinking about other stuff related to this show. That's probably for the best. What? I'm not literally. Li- I'm like half listening to you. I, so I just so so. I I don't know. She's just um. She's not like she's masculine, right? She has a husky voice to mm-hmm. me. She wears a tie. She wears a tie. That helps. And in general, it feels like women in anime are always dressed very femininely. And so I recognize that she's not dressed in a way that is like signaling I'm gay or anything. But it feels like by comparison to other anime combined with the deeper voice, the tie, and um, just the way that she's not like any of the other female characters. Mm. I was Her friend even that. says she's like, you're like one of the guys. Yes. Okay. Um, to me, she's just like a regular person. Who's so, like you're supposed to identify with her, so she's not going to be too yes. like. I think I, don't know, I think you're right. But, too out there, but I that is my head canon, and it's not my head canon because I think that she's going to hook up with one of the dragon girls. Like I don't think that. I just like the idea that she is gay, I, but it's also like you guys are like idiot children, and I I'm going that, to take care of you. I think that if she was gay and someone's boobs fucking bounced in front of her, like you would see her blush a little bit, right? Like that's what happens in anime, you know, when someone is like. You know, you you blush because you're in awkward situations, you know, which she's not really doing that. So I don't think that... Or maybe she's been around a lot of bouncing boobs. (laughs) Yeah, I think she's opened... I I don't think she's entirely closed the door to it because, like, she does let her share the bed with her. She does let her wash her in the tub and stuff. Yeah, but girls do that. (laughs) Do they? I don't know. She also has no reaction to, like, as far as you're talking about, like, her blushing or whatever. I think she should she be has blushing. No, she has no reaction to Takiya either. When he asks her to get a drink or whatever, she's just sort of like, oh, whatever. Cause I, and some of that is just because, yes, she's supposed to be more like a regular adult and not yeah. a teenage anime character. But just to flip that logic on you, to say that she doesn't blush when... So then she's ace, by my logic. She could be that, too. <laughs> She could be that. Too. But uh I don't know. I would like I would like to see a character that is just like a gay woman and that doesn't matter and it's like not part of the romances <laughs> or anything. She's just sort of like, boy, these dragon titty ladies are annoying. <laughs> and they made me have to move to a bigger apartment. No, I so okay, we're gonna I have so many fe- first of all, I think it was just like it wasn't there wasn't enough slice slice of life is the other big thing. And that's it. Well, you had said like that, slice of like regular non-dragon life or like, yeah, what do you mean? yeah. 
like where they're where they're like she's at work and she or like there's like like Hinamatsuri has like uh you know the the girls trying to integrate into like regular society and we in in ways and like the adults also have their own problems and i like it better because there's it doesn't have the horniness which i think is like kind of just stupid because like i think it's stupid because it's like i don't like the i guess i don't like in shows when there's that like tension really i either want you to get together or like stop showing me this Wait, but you know like you- i either <laughs> You feel like that, but like so many, like even like Western like sitcoms and stuff, that's like the entire show is just will they, won't they tension. Like yeah. a lot of TV is like that. I don't know. I, feel, I, I didn't but like I it think, in this anime. I think you're right to contrast it with Hinamatsuri because Hinamatsuri is funny in the way that it kind of loses interest in the lore. Yeah. In the extraterrestrial stuff. Yeah. In the not to spoil, spoil anything, Miles, but it's almost like they almost like break the fourth wall to be like, oh, yeah there's somebody looking for you and there's this agency or something. Yeah. And they're just sort of like, right. But then, yeah, it does take all this time to cover his life going to cabarets and one of the girls just being a homeless girl (laughs) um, and things like that, that it almost seems not interested in it. And so this show might do more real life references, but it at least so far has taken the time to be like, and there's this girl and there's this girl and this guy. I also think the maid thing is unethical. What? I think the that the maid situation is is unethical. She should pay her. I think that she should like okay, let's say you have a friend who moved to this country and doesn't really isn't accustomed to anything. What would you do? Right? Like maybe you give them a room, you help them get a job, you help them like get familiar with society, you help Help them get a job so that they can get to a point where they can be independent and they can move out and they can have their own life and they're not dependent on you anymore. I mean, I know it's only episode three, but I don't think that that's where this is going to go. But this dragon also really wants to be close to her. Yeah. Like she wants to be there. But it's it's also just like it's unpaid labor too. Like she's not paying her. And so when they... Okay, I'm going to get into the apartment thing. So when they... So when she buys a bigger apartment, I'm like, okay, at least that's like kind of compensation, you know? Like... She it, she buys a bigger apartment so that she can fit these um, dragons that are staying with her so that like um, basically their labor is kind of paid for by like having like their own space. But that so she buys a three bedroom apartment for t- herself and two dragons and she makes the dragon share a room because the oh, yeah. uh, huh. Oh yeah, and the other one is a PC room. It's the TV. It's the TV room. This is the room no, for no, TV no. It's, and, it's and her office, and ga- isn't it? Isn't it like she said it's a <laughs> PC room? There's the there's the living room, which is just the living room, the TV room. There's her bedroom. Mm-hmm. The dragon share a bedroom, and then there's the PC room. She called it PC. I thought she called it a books and TV room. She did say PC. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I don't know. I think they're like kids. You make kids share a room. My family did that in our first house. My dad had an attic office and I slept in the same room as my brother and it sucked. And then we moved. Yeah, but these aren't your children. <laughs> but I think that's the closer analog, even though like this is this is the Listen. weird thing about like Japanese, like cute girl characters is it's always like, I want to take care of you like a little sister that I want to fuck. Like that's yeah. always the thing is like there's this family oriented feeling, but then there's also this sexual tension. But I think going along that metaphor, it's like if you had an exchange student or... Uh, you adopted somebody. It's sort of like you're going to work to be in this house, 
but I'm going to provide you with food and with shelter and all that. And then when you want to leave, she's not like imprisoning her, mm-hmm. you know, but she's the one who's like, I want to help you. You saved my life. I want to pay it back to you. And I love you mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff. So I don't think it's unethical. And who knows? You are right to also point out that it is episode three. Yeah. Who knows? She probably tries to push her out of the nest. Anyway, it starts to get better. The first episode, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then it starts to get better because it has a lot of funny moments. And it's funny. It's more than just a horny maid situation, like a harem situation, which is where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Who do you think is the audience for this show? Dragons. Um, Probably like early 20s men definitely men <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah it's definitely male gazy yeah. yeah it's written by a dude yeah. i had to stop to look that up um but yeah it's considered seinen and again if we define seinen by what magazine it's in then that's what it qualifies for but the fact that she has like an office worker job mm-hmm. and there's some humor around that it makes sense but yeah, the the silly like my boobs are so big that they make noises and stuff like that does feel very like immature comic booky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, funny. Just to talk about the show, let's try to go. I guess kind of loosely. Uh, well, what I was gonna say before is, I know the intro to this show very well because Jackie and I tried to watch it on VRV, and the first listed version of the show is in French. Mm-hmm. And then we went over and they don't show the entire title. This happened to you, Miles, or no? I watched the French one at first, but I didn't. It sounds like you guys had trouble and I didn't really have that much trouble. Well, because the whole title probably says Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid parentheses French dub, but it cuts it off and it's too dumb of an app to scroll. So then I watched the next, next one that was Portuguese. Then I went over to Spanish. Then I went over to Funimation and was like, ah, saved by Funimation. But they only have the dub. Mm. So then I went back to VRV and found out that there was even more options off to the right. And so the furthest right did have uh, English subtitles with Japanese dialogue. Uh, Something I felt particular about because I also saw Chad's email about the voice actors. And so I was like, (laughs) well, I want to hear those. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just settle for the dub. Yeah. Uh, But Miles, what did you end up watching? Did you listen with uh, the dub or did you get subtitles in Japanese? I got subtitles in Japanese. What did you do? I watched it on Crunchyroll and the Crunchyroll on my laptop and it's much easier to navigate when it's not on, when you don't use their horrible, horrible app. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so the beginning, it's this dragon um, that is kind of adorable. It's kind of a zaftig, plump dragon. Um, and we just see it looking kind of cool, kind of menacing and it flies away. And then we just see like an, uh, just like a regular lady getting up and she's like, I have a headache and my lower back hurts. Mm-hmm. And she's thinking about going to work. Because <laughs> she's such, she's an adult. <laughs> she's an adult. And she opens the door and uh, there's just a giant dragon's face right outside her door. Uh, it freaks the hell out of her and she runs back inside. But then uh, I guess she just comes in. As, no, well, she she opens the door again and it, and the dragon turns into, well, she I don't know. She she When she's out there, the dragon turns into a cute girl and her boobs bounce. And I just start laughing so hard because I was like, wow, like it's not even because usually I think that's the first time that I've seen a like, you know, cute booby anime girl that 
her boobs are jiggling for a, another woman. I feel like usually yeah. it's like a dude, a, like the boy protagonist is like, what? And then it's like, doing, you know? Well, I mean, it is probably for, well, I mean, I don't know. It's for anybody who likes boobs, technically, but. Sure. But, um, but yeah, it's like, it's like, e- they, they're even like bouncing and making fucking basketball noises for for uh you know the like the woman protagonist yeah um, so i thought that was cool yeah well they're so but i mean big. it made me, so, it made la- i laugh because it was like surprising they're so large and noisy that they don't care who's in front of them you know they do you just, think that's a dragon thing do you think like noisy boobs are, are like a trait like of they're dragons? covered they're covered in scales and so they just happen <laughs> to make that sound um also, I'm jumping ahead here, but when she says that her clothes are her scales and she doesn't have to wash them and then she's given a change of clothes, mm-hmm. I was thinking that it was going to be like when she puts on clothes, it looks stupid because she's putting one outfit on top of the other. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm nitpicking, but it just feels like, well, you, can you can't just, take that off. Well, whatever. You change your scales into like a tank top and like booty shorts and then you can wear anything on top of that. I guess. <laughs> well, we do see one character who pretty much wears that only anyway. Yeah. Um. So uh, this dragon just kind of shoves her way in and uh, explains to her that she wants to live there with her because uh, we already met before and you saved me. And uh, the protagonist, who is Kobayashi, is like, we did. And she kind of flashes back to a time she was on like a work retreat or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. She was somewhere in the mountains. She was drunk in the in the woods. She was drunk in the woods. She stumbled upon a dragon. We don't see how she saves it. It looked like the dragon had a sword inside them. Oh, this was that memory. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. I guess I was, uh, I missed that. Um, so, which is weird because people do get blackout drunk, but do you think you could get so drunk that you pull the sword out of a dragon and it flies away and then you just go back to the people and sleep and forget? Beer muscles, baby. Yeah. Have you guys ever blacked out drinking? No. Uh, there's definitely t- nights where I'm like, how did I get home? Uh, <laughs> like there's like, how did I get through Penn station and like pick the correct train and get off at my stop? Like, how did I do that? But no one's ever said to you like, Hey man, you did this and this and you don't remember it. No, you just port authority or Penn station calls and is like, Hey man, you bought a ticket. I will say, quick sidebar, <laughs> that my brother's friend used to be a big drinker, and they tell the story that they were at a party, and he's like, I'm just going to step outside, and he leaves, and they don't see him for the rest of the night, mm. and then he comes back home in the morning, and they're like, where were you? And he's like, I just had a cigarette. And they're like, no, you didn't. And they checked <laughs> his pockets, and he took like the Long Island Railroad somewhere. <laughs> like he went, like, for, he went to like Montauk or something and had no memory of doing it. Oh, my God. Uh, which seems like a shame, because that seems like that could be no a nice No memory trip. of doing it? Yeah, no. He was a big drinker. Oh, that reminds me of uh, that show. Never mind. Okay. We don't have to talk about we it. We don't have to talk about it. So she, it's a good show. She blacked out and saved a dragon, and now the dragon is back, and she's a very bubbly sort of friendly, and she says like ski and die ski, which is complicated with Japanese because it technically means you like something. It's not necessarily romantic love, um, but it can be. Similar, though, in English, how when you're like a kid, and you're like, I like you. And you're like, do you like her? Like her? Yeah. And you're like, no, I I like her. Like her. And you're like, oh. And I mean, even then, you couldn't call that love technically, but at least you know that there's some kind of romantic attraction happening. Yeah. But anyway, so she's just like, I love you, and I wanna I wanna make it up to you, 
Um, and at first, Kobayashi's like, you can't live here. Like, mm-hmm. I have too much shit going on. You got to go. And then she both feels bad because she sees that uh, Kobayashi, uh, she sees that the dragon. tear in her eye. That Toru in her human form, who still has horns and is wearing a maid outfit. Her horns. And a big tail. Her horns look like uh like paper towel rolls, like when you're done with the paper towel and it's that cardboard on in the middle. That's what her horns look like. Kind, they kind of do. Yeah, she does have a tail mm-hmm. uh, that she routinely cooks and eats, which is really upsetting. Dragon tails, dragon tails. I feel like this is like the third time that I've sung dragon tails. Probably, it's okay. <laughs> it's very apt now. Let's all go to dragon land. Okay, that's enough. Uh, and so she both it feels bad because she sees that Toru is crying but she also realizes that because she thought she was dreaming this whole time and then she realizes I'm not dreaming but if I'm not dreaming I'm almost late to work and so she says to her she's like can you well, she, fly she, me she there? asked by the way the, the dragon is asking uh, please let me stay here as your maid specifically is the ask just want to make that clear it's not about staying there it's also about staying there as her maid right and doesn't isn't this because kobayashi likes maids right or did she mention them while drunk or something because we hear her get specific when she's drunk with her coworker when she's like no french maids are one thing and blah 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 and she does have a maid costume in her closet yes. and she has a maid calendar so maybe she's in, i don't know maybe she's the thing, thing for is maids. i'm just like so did she mention it or did this dragon read her mind I don't remember. I think the dragon does say that she mentions it, and yeah. the way she, she bases her appearance on these cafe mates that she flies over. Oh, mm. okay, okay. Oh, yeah, because we do see her. Yeah, when she's flying in the beginning, I didn't think about that, but we do see these girls like handing out flyers, and I guess they're in maid mm. costumes. Um, so she's just like, "I want to be a maid for you," but then, uh, you know, she turns her down. But Kobayashi ends up realizing she's late, and she's like, "Can you fly me there?" And so she rides the dragon, uh, despite her lower back pain. Uh, over to her job and then uh then i think we get the intro which i really liked i like the intro i think it's uh very fun it kind of has a disco feel to it with the the drum part which i think is uh, i think it's four on the floor with some hand claps it's very fun and it made me think you know what why don't we have live action show like intros where we see like green screen characters spinning around with their hands out you know like what if you just watched like seinfeld and like you just see George and Elaine just like doing pirouettes in the sky of New York. How come? Why don't we do that? I think the Sailor Moon live action theme is like that. Well, I like that. <laughs> um, we should wa- we should watch Sailor Moon live action. But anyway, uh, all anime intro songs are good. They're all good. There's not one that's bad. I don't <laughs> think that's true. I think that true. every single anime intro is at least good. Some of them are very good. Some of them are great. Boom, boom, they're all good. <laughs> but we did the OPs we don't know episode and you wrote no on some of them. They were like for anime. For anime themes, they weren't as good. Okay. I'm trying to think of any but OPs that I just hate. <laughs> they're all good. That I would just turn off. And there really aren't any that are coming. Like the fact that none are coming to mind is mm-hmm. important. But they're also not memorable. Uh, some are like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, but they're still good. <laughs> and I will say though that I feel like EDs usually miss for me, but I like yeah. this this ED as well. Um, and they do the fua fua movement that's in the Azumanga OP, where they're they're kind of they look like wacky waving inflatable people and they're mm. shimmying. But anyway, um, so she's late to work, and so she asks, she's like, "Can you fly?" And the, and um, the dragon flies her to work. 
which is awesome. I wish I could take a dragon to work sometimes. Not yeah. anymore because I work from home forever, but back when I worked in an office. Yeah, and then she um, kind of, uh, the next day when she goes to work, uh, she tells Toru, like, you need to learn about like hygiene and how to be normal, so you should just read the internet, look up stuff about how hygiene should work or whatever. Um, by the way, in general, though, like the dragon can use magic, and when the dragon shows up, I think like the text on screen says like, they can breathe fire and use magic sometimes. And I was mm-hmm. like, where is that? I never think of dr- dragons as using magic. Perhaps I'm wrong. Do you guys? No, I think they're magical. I don't know. I never thought of them being able to cast spells, but we see that she's able to like break stuff and then put it back together with her magic. Yeah. She can regenerate her tail that she keeps mm-hmm. cooking and eating, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like a fantasy element in this show, but it is nice that it never stops to be like, here's how magic works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of comical. It's just there as a comic device. So she's then like, all right, well, how can I protect, you know, this place? Because I'm acting as like a watchdog and as a dragon, her only instinct is like protecting castles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not protecting castles. Isn't it? Because she, at one point she calls Attacking castles. Attacking castles. Oh. Protecting treasure. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And at one point she calls, and I don't know how she uses a phone. But she calls. She ma- she magic the phone to make it so she can call. Uh, she did magic the phone. Oh, she magic it. I didn't know. She magic the phone so she can call her dimension her or dragon friends wherever she's from. Yeah, and yeah, they're from a separate dimension. And she calls one of her friends Fafnir, mm-hmm. who seems to be like a higher up or something or like more uh, important. Uh, He's goth. What? He's goth. He's goth. He's based on a real Norse mythological character named Fafnir who. Uh, was turned into a dragon because he fucked up. I think he like drank something he wasn't supposed to. Mm. Uh, and then his brother kills him. Very sad. Mm. Uh, and he's like, just burn all the humans. Just kill them all. That's how you protect stuff. Uh, and these two burglar burglars miraculously do show up when uh, Kobayashi's away. And uh, she doesn't burn them, but she does scare the shit out of them by turning into her dragon form. Um, and so there's a bunch of hijinks, right? Where we see that the dragon is just trying to dragging her way through things like oh you want me to do laundry like i'll just clean it with my spit my spit cleans things yeah her her splint is her spit is a stain remover yeah she she's like she breathes oxyclean that's what Mm -hmm. i believe um and uh you know so kobayashi has to be like no don't clean it like that like just be normal think about appearances um then uh, they go out uh, to have drinks with her coworker, right? Yeah. But the first episode, mm-hmm. and this is where Kobayashi and the coworker are drunk, and they start telling Toru how she should really be dressing or acting as a maid, uh, because they are very specific on what maids are supposed to be like. At one point, this this was like this was way out of like the realm of. I was like, what? Where she like yeah. forces her to strip naked? Yeah, and she's bar? like, you should be embarrassed. You should be more ashamed of your naked body. Yeah, because she pulls the clothes <laughs> off and then she just stands there. She's like, like, no, that's uh, not realistic. <laughs> yeah, um, this that part was very very silly. Um, so, uh, so they like maids, but in a horny way. I don't know. Okay, probably a little horny. But I don't know, J- Japanese with fandom and stuff, sometimes they're specific about like what is cute. And like mm. technically this is what moe is. This is how a cute character is supposed to be. Not necessarily because they're out there trying to pop boners. Um, <laughs> and uh, they sleep in the same bed eventually, right? 
towards yeah, the end of the episode. She wants to sleep with her. And uh, the dragon, Toru dreams of when she was a dragon and how she got injured that night or around that time. And uh, the art is really cool in those battle flashback scenes. And yeah. it's some like European army is like sieging her mm-hmm. for her treasure or something. And like Zeus is with them. I swear to God, there's like a Zeus in their army, mm. but he throws like a sword at her. It doesn't really match. It doesn't match the the helmet and stuff they have, but it looked cool. Mm. Uh, and she gets a sword thrown through her. She wakes up and uh, Kobayashi's like, is everything okay? And she's like, I had a dream uh, that a sword hit me. And uh, Kobayashi's like, well, you know, were you in pain? And she's like, yeah, I was in pain. And she says, are you in pain now? And she's like, no. And Kobayashi's like, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, Toru takes that as a sign that Kobayashi cares about her, mm. which might not be really what she was doing, but it seems like she's beginning to thaw a little bit of her ice, I mean, you're icy letting, wall. You're letting her live with you, so you gotta. That's that's a thing that you wouldn't do for just anybody. You know, you wouldn't let just anybody live with you. Yeah, and sleep in your bed and take up your space. You know. Yeah, but she's being very cold, and so I think that any sort of emotional sign mm. uh, is very precious to Toru. That yeah. she gets to see her caring about her. Yeah, but I could read that as almost though as like you're a like an asshole parent being like, "Oh, did it hurt? Well, are you in pain now? No, then shut the fuck up and go back to sleep. What are you bothering me for? Mm. Sounds like it was a dream, and your problems are over." Mm. Mark, no, nobody said that to me I ever. Didn't, I didn't take it that way. Yeah. Um. Anyway, episode two, they go on a shopping trip together, and I don't know. Did you guys get the vibe that Toru has been shopping before she met with her, or have they been living together for so long that Toru has been on shopping trips alone? I assume that like they were jumping around in time. Okay, that's uh. Well, yeah, I was I was curious about that. Um, yeah, she. I, I assume she'd been living there for a week or two. Yeah, and it's fun because they go on a trip through these like sort of stalls. Um, it's like a strip kind of mall. Oh, indoor walking mall, I guess. Indoor outdoor mall, whatever. And uh, Kobayashi is impressed with Toru's ability to socialize, that she's very friendly mm-hmm. with all the people she talks to. Mm-hmm. And uh, Even though she keeps saying that like humans are inferior. Yeah, when, when she talks to Kobayashi, she's like, humans are idiots and uh, should be uh, wiped off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um. And it is funny when she has that singing song in episode three, I think, and she's just singing about getting rid of dust, but then she's also like singing about destruction because mm. apparently <laughs> she can cause Armageddon. Um, I like I like how she has such little regard for humans. I thought that was a good bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also like that 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 Kobayashi is envious of her ability to socialize. You know that she is yeah. able to just like laugh and joke, and people are nice to her and give her free stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was going to be a comment on her boing boing. And everyone like giving her free <laughs> stuff because of that. I thought that's what it was too. I was like, oh, are these guys just being nice to her and giving her free stuff because she has big titties and she's friendly she, to she's them? She's got big jugs. <laughs> um, but no, like, everyone likes her because she's just a nice lady. Yeah. yeah. So I liked that that was kind of like Kobayashi's learning something as well. That she's mm-hmm. like, oh, right. I guess I'm not that good at talking to people. Some little kid walks by and is like, oh, it's the cosplay lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's a situation where Toru apprehends a thief because she's turned into a dragon before and Kobayashi's had to be like, you can't turn into a dragon. So she goes to apprehend this thief 
And Kobayashi's like, do it without revealing yourself to be a dragon. Toru's mm-hmm. like, fine. And she runs, but she... She's just like Hercules. <laughs> she runs, she pushes off the ground so fast that she dents the concrete that's the floor of the mall. And she catches the thief and like one-handedly whirls him around and slams him into the ground. Uh, and everybody loves her. And they get out of there quickly. But at first she's freaked out because like both her and Kobayashi are freaked out because it's such a superhuman act. But everyone just applauds. Yeah, because at first they're all staring like, oh, and then they just but it like kind it. Of, it kind of drives them closer together because they both have that fear and they end up holding hands on the walk home. Yeah, it was nice. It was a sweet, sweet little moment. Um, a note here is at some point um, we noticed there's a video game console in Kobayashi's apartment and I looked at oh, it. Yeah, she has a party. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. But at first we see the game console and it just says mm-hmm. 180 on it, which I think is like an Xbox 360 reference. Mm. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Um, and episode two is where we get the second Dragon Girl character. She had noticed at one point that uh, Toru is trying to do laundry, uh, but it's cloudy and she's hanging up uh, Kobayashi's clothes and she's like, these won't get dry at this rate. So she shoots out some kind of like beam of light which parts all the gray clouds so it's a sunny day and we see this other girl who's wearing like pink and purple and she's like is that toru um and she eventually shows up at kobayashi's apartment kobayashi lets her in because she's like i guess she knows toru yeah and i was watching that like oh shit what if they're enemies (laughs) um and uh her name is kamui but what is it kana i think kana Kanna. 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 Um, and she accuses her of having stolen uh, Toru away from her mm-hmm. as though uh, she is like romantically taking her away. Mm-hmm. And um, she calls her a few things, including uh, she calls her like a cuck, kind of, mm-hmm. or a similar turn in Japanese. She does call her a cuckold. She, she uses the term netorare, which is abbreviated in like fiction or porn as ntr i think it's like gotten popular in japan kind of recently but this is a few years old Mm. um and it is that kind of thing where it's like somebody else's wife is now with another man or that kind of thing Mm. um so i thought that was pretty funny to see oh but if you're the cuckold then you are with somebody else's wife well i'm not sure ntr might refer to the situation in japanese i am not sure okay or maybe she was hitting her and being like i'm a cuck Mm -hmm. you have cucked me I don't know. Maybe. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. So she's just like um, upset at her and being like, you know, I don't know. She blames her for it. Can I just say all the slutty dragon stuff reminds me of there's an episode of Rick and Morty about slutty dragons and it's great. Okay. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten slutty dragons yet. This is like a they're, kid dragon. Well, um, I would argue Mm. Well, I think all the dragons are slutty. <laughs> this one's a child. This well, this dragon calls uh, Kobayashi a slut. Yeah, she does do that. She is judgmental. I, we, can, we can say that. I think like at least two of the dragons that we've met are slutty. Damn. Nothing wrong with being slutty. I'm just saying. Okay. It just um, reminds me of Rick and Morty. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Toru comes home and talks to. Uh, Kana and tells her like no I'm living here because she saved me and stuff and Kana understands the situation but she also seems to have nowhere to go she's low on energy and can't get home even though we learned very soon after that that by low on energy she just meant she needed to plug into the mm-hmm. wall and recharge 
It wasn't like she was str- <laughs> stranded there. But I guess Kobayashi was in, under that impression and is like, you can stay here too. So now she's housing both dragons. Even though she could just go home, right? Yeah, she could at this point. After we learned that she just needed to plug into the wall, but they kind of forget about the reason for her being there. Um, at one point, there is a part... Like, this this show or the manga is based on... Sometimes it does feel like a four-panel comic because there will just be these, like, funny scenes in isolation that don't, like, drive the plot forward. Uh, but I do like them, which is, like, the, the girls want to go exercise and have fun and play somewhere. Uh, and Kobayashi, the office lady, is like... All right, you guys go ahead and play. I'm just going to chill here because I've been on a desma, which is short for death march and is apparently like, I guess, crunch at these adult offices, like overtime, hardcore, like everyone just has to work, work, work a lot of overtime and staying at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another kind of reference to the office worker lifestyle. But uh, while she tries Relatable. to sleep, uh, the two dragons fight each other in a very well animated action scene. It looks like DBZ to me. It was so cool. Yeah. Instead of them like holding like spirit bombs above their heads, though, it's like a beam generated. Well, I guess that's like, um, is it? Like- Kano literally did the Kamehameha. Oh, okay. But doesn't like, who is it that shoots? Is it Cell that shoots from his mouth a big laser? Or is that Mr. Satan or something? Shoots from his mouth a big laser. I don't know. I think one of the cells does that. But like it's cool, like a like an orb shows up first, and then a beam shoots out, and that that it reminded me of of DBZ or something. Even though I haven't seen a lot of DBZ, as you know, um, and then she has to be like, "Don't fight like that. You guys just play like a human. Play like the way like keep it like me." And then they in- instead pretend they're like, "Oh, my back hurts, and oh, I'm so tired." And one thing <laughs> I like is that instead of Kobayashi like doing the typical thing, like sitting up and being like, "Hey, don't do that," she looks at them and is like yeah they actually got me pretty well like that is what i sound like (laughs) um they briefly play a game where that you have to uh use uh the first syllable that is the last syllable of the previous person's word Mm -hmm. but uh one of them loses because they say dragon and no word in japanese begins with the "n" character so that was fun uh there's a reference to japanese folklore in the crane pays a debt book uh which I didn't know much about, but there's something where Toru seems emotional and wants to do something for uh, Kobayashi. Mm-hmm. And we just see that she's clutching a book uh, called Crane Pays a Debt. And I think Kobayashi's like, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's something where I think the crane does something for a man and then it turns out the crane is the man's wife. I don't know. I don't have time to read Japanese folklore before like we I've record. I've heard of that, but I don't remember it. Yeah. So I'm going to assume it's folklore about sex with birds. No. And this show is a reference because it's sex with dragons. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, that's true. <laughs> it's true. That's what the show is. We don't want to disrespect anybody's folklore, but in, in your current lore, there's some, there's some fucking going on. Um, one thing I also really like is uh, Toru and Kana go out to hang out together on the town. And they see like a young person on their cell phone and they're using a lot of slang. They're saying mm. yabai or yabakunai a lot. And like yabai is like a weird word in Japanese that this generation or young people, they use it for like everything. It kind of mean it can mean like wow or like that's mm. crazy or like they can throw it in as like damn. And so this kid is just saying it a lot. And Kana's like, what do those words mean? And she's like, those are spells that he's using to something something so it's a little bit of she's like she's like you can just you know if you 
I don't know. She said something like it. You can. It, it helps it, in a conversation. It was like those are words you can use, or maybe we're combining two jokes. But it was like those are words you can use if you're shy, but you need to talk to people. But that was no. That was when someone was being polite and they were using polite language. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, that. no. It was when uh, when Kobayashi gives her business card to Fafnir, and oh. she's like, she's practicing doing the proper business card practice, handing it over with two hands, saying, this is my title. Very nice to meet you. Uh, Kana's like, what are they doing? And she's like, those are uh, words that let shy people talk to others. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's not what I was thinking of, though. They do. They say something about how you can use those spells to... Something, something, something. Something yeah. about talking to people. Get at, Maybe it's like getting out of a conversation or pretend you're listening. Something. I, I don't remember what it was. Um, but it was fun cultural commentary. Uh, yeah. And episode two ends with I don't know. <laughs> Let me look over. Probably here. nothing. It. Do they buy the apartment in episode two? Um, it's episode I three. Think... Okay. Oh yeah. It might kind of end with. It looks like episode two ends with Toru trying to tell Kana, like I said, things about the human world, and is then like, I want to repay my debt to Kobayashi. Um, which I thought she was already in the process of doing, but maybe she has bigger plans. Uh, so the next episode is about Kobayashi going to buy a bigger apartment for Toru and uh, Kana. And it's nice because at one point in this episode, she explains like, yeah, you, you are kind of noisy, but I don't think I would, I wouldn't want you to not be here is kind of what is implied because she imagines a room where it's just her in this big apartment. And, you know, she kind of admits like, I like them being here, I think, in an right. indirect way. They move in there and there's some fun montages of them like cleaning up the old apartment and taking the stuff out. Uh, when they get there, their big problem is all their neighbors are noisy. Um, mm, that's when they get there. That's not that's not before they move. No, it's when they get there. No, that's okay. after they move. Yeah. And it's uh, it ends up being sort of like the ideal scenario. It's like ideal in a way that would never happen in real life where it's three people all around them are super noisy for totally different reasons. They ask them to keep it down. They're like too friendly. They're, like, they're I, all too nice. I never imagined that interaction. Like, I don't know. I've never done. I've never like gone, like knocked on someone's door, someone's door and said, Hey, you're being noisy. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just afraid. I'm just like, whatever. I'll deal with it. <laughs> I've banged or, on ceilings. Okay. But, um, but I also don't ever imagine that interaction being like, oh, yeah, come right in. Let me show you. Let me play my music for you. Like, But yeah, they go to the, the metalhead who's like screaming along to music and they ask yeah. him to keep it down. They go to the person who's doing woodwork and they he's go drilling. He's drilling. They go to the woman who's using a blender or something. We don't know what she's doing, but, but she's making she has some very loud machine to cook with. But then they're all arguing about when each of them are being too noisy uh, I thought the gag was going to be that they're usually all noisy at the same time so they don't notice each other. Uh, no, but they agree to have scheduled like quiet time basically. Yeah. Like to coordinate when they're going to be noisy. Kobayashi comes out and is like, what if we do it like this? That we just have quiet hours and when we're not on quiet hours we can use mm -hmm. earplugs. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My landlord at my old apartment would incessantly play the saxophone. He was infuriated. <laughs> and he was great about it, right? He was really good at playing it? Uh, he was fine at playing it. It's just like when he was playing it, he was usually high out of his mind. So even if you knocked on the door, he would not respond. I think he just didn't give a shit. He was like, it's jazz world, baby. Time for jazz. Um, yeah, maybe shout outs to that guy. Fucking weirdo. Anyway, um, 
so yeah, episode three is them moving into the bigger apartment, and at some point, uh, um, Kobayashi's at work, and she sees like this work email about how like we're all going to go to this cherry blossom viewing party, and she's like, oh, I hate going to that, and they don't let you drink certain things. Mm. And her coworkers like, uh, I think he was like, first like he's like, well, you're honest about like your what you don't like about it, mm-hmm. and then he's like, just come up with an excuse, just do your own party. Mm-hmm. And so she tells the dragons like, I want to you know have this guy over from work as part of the party. And they're very jealous, but she's like, he's cool. And they're like, and they're like, yeah, Toru hates him. Yeah, Toru hates yeah. him because she's very jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, even though there's no, seemingly no romantic attraction between them. Yeah. Maybe Taki is into they're, Kobayashi. They're just friends, I think. We don't know. Does, wait, the first episode, does he see that she's a dragon? At he, the end he, of the night, he he's does. drunk, though, and he doesn't think that it's real. He says he sees, like, the big dragon about to ride away because, like, Kobayashi's drunk and she needs to get home. So he just looks at Toru transform into Big Dragon. And he says, we'll say I was too drunk. <laughs> or we'll just say I was too drunk. So he kind of like willingly processes you it out. hallucinate when yeah. you drink though. You know? You don't see pink elephants? <laughs> <laughs> I <No>. do not. <laughs> well, I'm going to get some pink elephants out here. Mm. Um, what does he hallucinate in Happy... Not Happy Gilmore. I don't know what you're talking about. In Happy Gilmore, he does the see movies. the ghost of a former golfer. But I don't know if yeah, he's but- drunk. I can't remember what the other Billy Madison. I don't remember when he's drunk. He hallucinates. I think it's a penguin. I don't remember that. Uh, Something. Damn it. I don't remember a lot of Adam Sandler movies. A lot of them blur together or aren't that good or whatever. Me, me, me. I like to whine. I shit on stuff. That's my impression of myself. (laughs) Um, So she wants to have a party and she wants to invite over this other human. And then she, they suggest that the dragons invite their dragon friends over. Uh, and so we get to meet all of their dragon friends, which is really funny, especially because Fafnir briefly shows up in his like demonic dragon form. And Toru opens the door, sees this like horrible monster and just immediately <laughs> shuts it and is like, one second. And then she tells him to transform. And I thought it was great how upsetting Fafnir looked like it was, it was scary. Um, <laughs> But he is dressed like a butler as a human, and uh, mm. Kobayashi and her friend were arguing about whether it was appropriate butler wear. Yeah, they're also <laughs> specific about the butler character trope as otaku. They're like, these days, they're, they're like, no, a butler is supposed to be an older man. And then Takia, her coworker, also drunk, is like, no, these days, young, hot butlers are a thing. Um, <laughs> we see, so there's been someone she's been on the phone with, Quetzalcoatl who is the ancient uh, Aztec feathered serpent deity. I guess it's a god Mm -hmm. to the uh, people of what is now known as Mexico. Uh, When she shows up there in human form. It was Aztec, right? Did I say Aztec? I meant to say Aztec. Okay. I believe I did. Okay. I've missed it. Uh, She shows up in human form and she goes by Lukoa. And I think that's because if you were to katakanaize Quetzalcoatl, you end up with Quetzalcoatl. Du koa or something. Mm. So it's like in the middle of the end of the word. She shows up and her breasts are somehow even larger. Yeah, they're huge. Than Toru's. Um and uh yeah, she has a big chest and she's wearing booty shorts. And um Kobayashi's <laughs> comment to her is like, first she's like, Did you walk here? <laughs> and that she very, like, very slut shames her. Yeah. And she's like, Well, your outfit's kind of slutty, isn't it? It's just like she's wearing a tank top. She can't help that she has Enormous breasts. I'd, the shorts are a actually, little. Much. She, I, can't she? I'm curious how they choose their outfits, though. Like, why? You know, like they like 
why did the little girl choose her little dress and why did she choose her little booty shorts? Well, the girl in the dress makes sense because she's dressed. And I looked this up because at one point Toru says to her male coworker, uh, like she's, she's like in a tribal way. And I was like, tribal to what? Like tribal mm-hmm. to us means something different. And it's, yeah, it's a reference to the Ainu people who were indigenous to Northern Japan, mm. uh, those islands and Hokkaido. Um, so she's dressed in that fashion and her name is a reference to a deity, I think like the goddess of storms in oh. the Ainu. So if you ever see the word Kamui, it's mm-hmm. a reference to the Ainu belief, the Ainu religion. And I knew they're a, you said they were a They were an indigenous Japanese. group. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know too much about the prehistory of Japan, mm. but it's possible that people immigrated to Japan from the mainland, mm. uh, but they, surprise, surprise, like a lot of uh, imperial uh, expeditions, did not really just let them coexist. Mm. Um I think they say now that there's probably 20-something thousand Ainu in Japan, but a lot of people have also integrated with the Japanese yeah. and don't know that they don't know anything about their actual heritage. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, their culture has largely been erased or replaced. But there okay. are tributes to it, and you know, you do see it in this sort of form mm. um, where people refer to some kind of kamui. Um, but I don't know. Is that an analog to the way that we, you know, sometimes talk about spirit animals? Is it really insulting and rude? I have no idea. Mm. Listeners, write in and tell us if uh, the Japanese people are assholes about uh, Ainu culture. Um, so anyway, what I was saying is she didn't... I, in her case, I don't think she picked it in the same sort of Transformers way that uh, Toru picked the maid outfit. Although she did have a conversation, apparently, with Kobayashi about maids. Mm. But I was just thinking about, you know, do you know the Transformers turn into trucks because they crashed into Earth and that was the first thing they saw? No, I don't know anything about Transformers. I haven't seen a single movie and I never watched the cartoon and I never had an action figure. Well, they're robots in disguise. That's what I know. And they transform into cars and trucks. Yeah. Yes. And allegedly. But I don't know why. They, they're like other extraterrestrial beings. They crashed into Earth and one of them saw a truck. And so he's like, I'm going to be a truck. Cool. And so... Perhaps Lukoa crashed into a party spot in Japan and saw a big titty lady and was like, that's what I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. And arguably, that's better than being a tractor trailer. You know? Both make me horny. So <laughs> I'll put that out there. I love a nice 18-wheeler. Um, so yeah, this was sort of a funny thing where you're like, that girl already had, that was an already a big booby character. And then it's like, well, guess mm-hmm. what? We've gone beyond plus ultra on this. Uh, she has a tail too, though. Does she? <laughs> Didn't even notice they it. Though, all have I didn't. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fucking Kana's tail is a US. It's a fucking electrical cord. Oh. But it's like weirdly hairy as well. I didn't like mm. it. I find it unsettling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the tail was on Lukoa on Quetzalcoatl. Uh, she had a tail on her. Am I right? Mm, no did she or that is that your joke is that what you're doing oh okay i thought there really was a tale and i missed it um so so yeah they have a party it's kind of fun we see that um the male co-worker is playing some game on their 180 system that involves like a human slaying a dragon 
And I was nervous because Fafnir the Edgelord is watching him, and I thought he was going to be pissed and be like, the dragon should be winning. What does Edgelord mean? Edgelord typically means someone who uses edgy and dark humor. I think often when other people are like, I don't like that. But people have some kind, sometimes kind of transfer that over to people who just seem kind of dark and gothy. So, like emo? I don't know. Just like trying to be offensive. Yeah, kind of trying to be scary and okay. dark. Okay. But I, it's kind of ironically used because typically an edgelord, I think, is kind of an ironic derogatory term for someone who thinks they're funny because they joke about AIDS or death or something. Uh-huh. Got it. Which, okay. uh, well, he's not you guys knew that. me in high school. What? He's not doing that. No, he's not. I said it because Chad said it, I think, about him in yeah. an email earlier. Okay. Um, I don't think I got that wrong, did I? Did you weren't it? an edgelord. Lucola doesn't have a tail, by the way. She's got some kind of tail, am I right? You guys are making the same joke over and over. I don't like it. Make well, different jokes. I flipped it. Because <laughs> he did it before, and now it's me. Uh-huh. All right, so then I'll make it next time, and then we'll, we're full circle, and we can stop. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, everyone's a little bit of a... You were a little bit of an edgelord, I guess. A little bit. I mean, I think edgelord is something that you're allowed to be in high school, and then you should stop. Yeah. And I did not mm-hmm. in college, but eventually I stopped. And I was like, oh, people don't like when you're like that. So now it still happens, but I have a filter. I loved it. Which is, what it, which is again, how adults are horny. You're horny inside, and then you go, wait, 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 wait. Let's not make everyone else sad. Um fucking uh i like that at one point in this episode they have donuts and the branding on the box is it's donut i like that nice it's okay. not donuts plural it's it's donut um and yeah the party scene was fun i don't remember how it ends though i don't remember how it ends either i didn't end with the, the fact that the way the video game situation oh, they ends check, is, they check the sake for curses she's like I, well do you want to drink and she's like i'll check the sake for curses because apparently quetzalcoatl's lore is that she drank something and that got her thrown out of right somewhere but um yeah i think it ends with like luko is like oh i've never seen tora smile so much and kobayashi's like yeah she's making me smile too but i'll never tell her that and i was like why <laughs> no i think it's nice <laughs> oh yeah that made me think can the dragon read minds because it seemed like it happened once and then never again can the dragon read minds yeah right and when she's writing her at one point she says like something about her she says something about like I'll hire her, and the, and yeah, the dragon's like yeah, great. But it seemed like that was. I in think her she's head. saying it out loud. She said it out loud. Okay. I thought she leaned back and said it, and then she was like, "Oh, you can." Or was that just a gag because she was yelling before? She had to like yell. She was yelling, yeah. and, and the dragon uh, was not responding. Ah, okay. And then she's like, "Oh, you can hear me." One other thing I liked from this episode after the bathing each other stuff, she's like. Uh, Tora, I'll give you a bath now. And they go up onto the roof because this apartment has like a common area on the roof and she's just hosing her down like she's a car. Yeah, that was funny because you, you thought like, oh boy, here we go with some lewd stuff. But then like, no, nope. she just literally is cleaning her. And I like the dragon's face. She was like, ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at some point, Fafnir, who I, again, I thought was going to get pissed that the game is about slaying dragons. He starts playing and he gets really into it and he's getting really frustrated. Um, so that was cute in its own way. And then, yeah, it seems to end on a positive note that, uh, we realize that the dragons are helping the lady and the lady is helping the dragons. And isn't that nice? It's nice. 
it's nice and the show is good and i want to keep watching it jackie would you let a dragon live with us mark yeah if they were going to clean and stuff yeah okay yeah me too (laughs) if they're going to clean but i would help them get their own apartment i'd help them with their ged (laughs) their graduate equivalent dragon okay why wouldn't you want the dragon to live with you me like why would you i don't i feel it was working out that they lived under the i wouldn't want to take advantage of them you know like i want to help them but i want it to be um i don't want to feel like i'm taking advantage of them oh and the dragon could have easily cleared the driveway because it has fire breath there you go yeah that would have been easier we should have done that but like but i would like pay them so that they could get an apartment what if the dragon had large boin boin though how would you feel about that would it ruin it for you that it had that that she had a big dragon tail and horns though no i did think that in the middle of the show and then i was like no that's fine i think it's fine (laughs) it's fine i don't like the fucking like cat ears and tail that's a little weird because like dragons don't exist but cats do i don't like cat girls i get it um and dragons they seem to like think and they have like mature adult decision making capabilities dragons are sluts Hmm. we do know that now it's on it's in it's a it's in rick and morty okay well we don't cover that show here i kind of don't like the idea of having sex with non-humans but dragons think and stuff and they cast spells yeah but there are different species seems weird to me so if aliens came down here and they looked just like people except they had like three arms would you be like that's bestiality or would you realize that's extremely offensive and insulting to the aliens (laughs) i mean we could put a different label on it it's not bestiality but it's still it's called exciting new frontiers of sex is what it is okay as long as here's the thing if you slept with a dragon lady and then she was like i'm actually a komodo dragon you'd be like no that's an animal they don't they can't consent yeah but if you're a dragon who's being like ah you have met me in my treasure cave and it's like you can make decisions for yourself right okay that's the whole reason why you don't sleep with animals is you just don't know if they're okay with things yeah and that's fair you know also you're not attracted to animals you know yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) it's not the only reason right yeah well you ever see space jam anyway uh (laughs) don't tell me you didn't see lola bunny and think some thoughts is it lola uh yes i thought that bunny is good at basketball okay good for you you fucking robot (laughs) uh anyway she can really have a but i don't remember that and i actually she had a bushy tail not that i i I, jackie this is your chance she didn't even leave that much of an impression on me but it's the thing that as an adult we watched it and we're like why is this child's cartoon rabbit so sexy what are they doing um but anyway they do that all the time though they have sexy animals yeah jackie that was your chance to say she had a tail on her Ah, ah you missed it uh thanks for listening everybody if you want to follow us on twitter you can do so by finding at jjb pod and if you have thoughts on this show or what's next for jojo you can email jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com i will also take this time to tell everyone that i am almost caught up on jojolion uh i think i'm somewhere in the year 2019 i've got like two volumes to go uh and jojo's is still fucking weird uh even in uh, its contemporary form. So, we'll talk to you next week when we watch some anime. Bye, everyone. Bye.
拜。